come stop and take a trip down on my block what you see hidden potential young minds sharper than ginsu and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you no we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri In this week's episode, the Stitch Cast sits down and has a conversation about the fears and misunderstandings behind sexual identity. They say who that, but you already knew that. That be them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by a few members of our Stitch Cast, like always. What's up? What's up? Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. So if you've been following our podcast, then you're probably already aware that we've been doing a series on how misunderstanding a group of people can lead to fearing that group of people and how fearing that group of people can lead to hating that group of people. So what we've come up with is a long list of groups of people that we believe could possibly be misunderstood. And so that being said, we do these podcasts in the hopes of uh, bringing more clarity to uh, said group and hopefully that limits the fear which would limit the hate. So that being said, uh I don't I don't I don't see a reason for us not to hop right in this. So uh statement number one, I am uncomfortable talking about my sexuality. Uh I'd say I am 50-50 on that one. Not exactly on either side of that fence. Got you. Uh what about everybody else? Uh no. Yeah, I'm comfortable talking about mine got you okay so uh you were the only one uh 50 50 could you elaborate on that uh what i mean by that when i say i'm 50 50 i would say that like i do not believe sexuality has to be at the forefront of who we are i believe uh it is very subjective sexuality is you know it's not exactly i don't think it should be a tad taboo subject I think while that may be one person's like thing to talk about a lot and they are totally entitled to that, it's not mine. So like my thing is, I don't feel I have to tell everyone my sexuality. I know my sexuality. I don't think I have to have my own personal, this is my sexuality, acknowledge my sexuality. And if another person wants that, that is good and that's healthy for them. I encourage them to pursue that. It's just for me, that is not what I need to be, you know, like validated in who I am. Understood. That's a good way of putting it. I know that you're a heterosexual uh, cis male. Do you think that that, uh, because you are what would be considered the norm, you think that's why you're uh, so comfortable talking about it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it just doesn't come up in a lot of conversation, like with my friends and stuff like that, or people that I hang around. Like, it's not a very common conversation. Um, even when I'm around like LGBTQ people, like it's not something that's really discussed or talked about. It's just kind of, you just kind of like whatever, or something, and just kind of keep it moving. So I don't, like I didn't have a solid yes or no simply because it's just not talked about around me or like 
in my comfortable with sexuality, like the conversation or the question being asked in that way is not something that has particularly been around me. Got you. Yeah, that makes that make that makes perfect sense. Uh, again, I do fit in the box of what people would call the norm. But uh, not only do I not feel like it's something that makes me uncomfortable, but until recent years, I had I hadn't really grasped the fact that anybody felt that way. And uh, for the listeners, if you've listened to the first part of the LGBTQ plus topic, then, then you're already aware that there are a bunch of people that find that uncomfortable. Oh, not particularly people that don't fit what society would uh, consider the norm. So I guess it would make sense that I don't find it uh, uncomfortable. My statement is, I feel that sexuality is becoming more and more of a trend. I'm not saying being LGBTQ is becoming more of a trend. I'm, uh, I'm saying sexuality is becoming more of a trend. It's a trend thing to be. Uh, how do I say this? It has now become a trend to have a sexuality. You could be like, look at me. This is my sexuality. And this is something that needs to be acknowledged by everyone. And if I if, you, if someone wants me to go more into depth, I can't. But that's just a statement. So how, how, how y'all feel? Where, where we feeling? We agreeing with that? We disagreeing with that? I would agree. Um, I also agree with that. And I can kind of uh, go on about it if you want. So I feel like it is basically because of social media, in my opinion. Social media has kind of become like people have become online. And the trend online is like everyone's more open about their sexuality on there. And of course, the norm is heterosexuality but a lot of people are more comfortable with saying their pronouns now and like saying they're gay or they're trans or you know non-binary and stuff like that but I feel like a lot of people only do these things online and in real life they haven't really experienced enough to really be settled in that decision if that makes sense so I feel like a lot of people have more exploring to do before they are confidently saying this you know because I, I agree about like it's kind of become a trend but I feel like some people are serious and other people are probably just doing it because everyone else is doing it if that makes sense that makes sense people people follow people oh no I was gonna say I definitely agree um I see all the time how people are telling like calling themselves trans and stuff and then a few days later be like sorry guys I just that wasn't me and stuff you know uh, especially with the trend thing uh back in middle school i didn't mean to do this but i accidentally was quote-unquote trans as a trend because some friends of mine convinced me i was so it also could be uh, people convincing other people because there are so many people and it's like everyone's saying a bit of what how i feel about it i feel like uh, just for the listeners i should get my on what i meant by that statement uh i'd say that idea of sexuality becoming a trend i don't think that comes out of a place of malice or like a place of negativity i think that uh, like sage said uh, they were misidentified and uh, put into a group that they did not themselves think that they aligned with and i think that's because uh, the idea of self-discovery and still discovering who you are i've experienced that situation firsthand of people oh, who say they're one thing and then the next week or a couple uh, weeks down the line they'll be like that wasn't me i was just thinking about things and i thought i fit to that category and that's not wrong for the listeners who, who think that they may be wrong that's not wrong but it still has negative traits to it because what i will say is i am a cisgender bisexual man and i'm fine with that title 
but uh, a lot with what happens and a lot of the the negative part of this becoming an internet trend is you may not suffer the same consequences that another person might suffer for being who they are because you may be able to turn it off another person may be unequivocally themselves and they cannot turn off that part of themselves and that could lead to a lot of stuff like uh, internet abuse uh, uh, bullying uh, harassment and even sometimes physical violence uh, and I think that's more specific toward people of color in the LGBT community. I think that some people can align with the quote normal, as Brendan said, uh, and others simply cannot. They physically cannot, and they will face the repercussions that maybe you don't have to. And that's why I think that this whole trend setting thing, especially on the internet, is very dangerous because if you can turn off that part of yourself when another cannot and you cannot face the repercussions that they can, that is a little messed up in my opinion. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. I don't know if I'm informed enough to uh, say uh, whether or not it's become a trend. I know that it's definitely become kind of popular, uh, which might just be a nice way of saying that it's become a trend. But yeah, I agree with y'all 100%. I definitely agree with y'all. Do y'all still believe that uh, coming out or revealing your sexuality is still even like, is it a necessity? Is it even needed? Does it even matter? Uh, to that, I'll say it is really something that is still being discovered. I don't think any one person could say this is what needs to happen. Well, well I, I will say is that that is very subjective to that person because while one person can clearly say, like, I I, I had my coming out moment and I'm fine with my one coming out moment. I am a person that do not explicitly have to say, uh, I am, I'm bisexual, I'm bisexual, I'm bisexual. If I feel the need that I need to check someone and I feel like if someone says, oh, you're like my heterosexual male friend, which never happens, but if someone misidentifies me, I'm fine being like, hey, bro, listen, I'm actually bisexual. That's just the truth. Uh, it was a bit of a miscommunication. Uh, I hope that solves everything. And that, and that usually goes smoothly, but other people simply cannot come out because they could be subject to a lot of negative things like harassment, violence, bullying. So I'd say that it is very subjective. I will say for myself, I simply had my one coming out moment where I was like, got my close friends and family. I was like, all right, this is who I am. I'm currently dating a man. This is this is just I'm not actually currently dating a man. But at that time, I was like, this is this is my who I am. This is what I'm dealing with. I hope everyone knows about that. Are we good? And that's that's all that happened. But again, it's just very subjective. So out of, out of curiosity, how do you think it would have affected you if you didn't have that moment? Just hypothetically, do you think anything internally in you would have been screaming, I need to tell somebody about this if you didn't have that moment? I'd say, yeah, and I, I, I want to speak for myself, but I, I do acknowledge that that is a lot of uh, what happens in the LGBT community, especially gay and trans, where they they want to express themselves. And I think that that's a, a statement I'm pretty sure someone here is going to make about expression. They want to express themselves the best that they can, but they can't do that without blatantly saying who they are. And I'd say if I didn't, I'd be I'd be a little upset because I was the type of person to be like, I'm going to hide that part of myself. Like when someone questioned the nature of my relationship with this person, I'd be like, nah, like not, not really. I'd, I'd play it down. Right? Like, I'd kick it down a notch to what was actually happening. But I'm glad that I, I kind of stopped it and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm bisexual. It's like, I really like this person. This person's pretty cool. I'm dating them. But had I not, I, I, I have to admit, I would have that bit of sadness to me be like, dang, I can't be who I am 100%. It does have a bit of sadness and it does get a bit of frustration, a bit of anger. There are those negative emotions that happen when you do hide who you are. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that 100%. 
And uh, what I'm kind of getting is that it is that it's it's just it's just different for different people. Some people feel like, yo, I have to tell somebody that this is who I am. Some people feel like it don't matter and it's not your business. And either one is okay. Is what is what I'm hearing. Like like yeah, that's, Merlin, that's Merlin touched on that the other night. Remember, he was like, uh, it's like yeah, I'll, I'll tell some people. Like he he said himself, he was like. I tell some people, but I don't feel the need to tell everyone. I'm sad that Merlin isn't here because he's like the adult. He has the more uh, mature aspect of the LGBT community because he's been in it for a lot longer than we have. So I think that Merlin was definitely right in saying what he said. Definitely, definitely. Uh, do you have your statement ready? I do. In my opinion, trans people do not get enough recognition for how much they helped with the community. Just because I know there's every right now there's everywhere about trans, but before then and even sometimes now we're still it's still a danger sometimes to come out as trans or present trans or anything like that. And so I just feel like there could be more safety and regulations on how much trans people get acknowledged and how protected they are. Understood, understood. Now, um, where we at with that? We agree, disagree? I'm an agree. I'd have to agree. I come from a different uh, point of agreement rather than what the tradition that comes for that part. Uh, I agree in a more racial sense uh, of uh, representation in the community and like inter-community struggles. So uh, what I will say is that I feel that not just the trans community, but especially uh, those of different racial ethnicity, especially people of color in these communities, the LGBT community, are heavily underrepresented. And we, uh, I think uh, Sage can, can speak on this, is that there is a lot of uh, intercommunal fighting. Uh, like I will experience latent racism from people of the LGBT community, even though I am bisexual. And you would think that that like bridge that gap, if you will, between between us it's still like no i dislike you for that part of you i know that that is an issue for the trans community because i have trans friends that they will experience blatant transphobia and and a lot of negative stuff from people in the lgbt community regardless of if they are part of the same community or not and i think that comes from a beyond the lgbt thing i think despite being minorities and despite being a diverse group of people we still have that uh negativity toward each other like i know that there's a lot a lot of blatant anti-blackness in the lgbt community and that is something that we as a community need to work on but it's just something that's there and not a lot of people want to acknowledge it I, i've been checked on it before where uh despite being a person of color despite being a minority uh in my sexuality i i have had i've had to been checked for my uh not even un, uh intentional but i've made uh, anti-black remarks and i had to be checked like hey that thing that you said i know that that wasn't your intention but it came off really weird and i sat down i was like you know what that's true that's true i said the way i said that that is a very weird way of saying that i do apologize and i think that a lot of people they can't do that because if you were to tell someone that hey what you said is anti-black like how is that reaction going to go it's like hey that thing that you said that was transphobic especially if they believe that they cannot be that of course i'm not um gay so correct me if i'm wrong about anything i'm saying but you know the term intersectionality basically means that we all have identities that stack up like on top of each other so that's race sexuality class gender everything like that so i really understand where he's like i'm in this room and like i feel like i'm supposed to have solidarity with these groups of people because we identify as the same thing but you're looking at me because i'm black and it's suddenly it's 
it's like I, I respect where you come from but like you're black so like I really can't vibe with you if that makes sense so I just feel like it's an interesting conversation to have when you have just all these identities but like one thing racism kind of trumps any other solidarity that possibly can happen and that might be a bit like far-fetched but I feel like that's common in everything like yeah at the end of the day we're both bisexual or we're both gay or we're both trans but our experiences and what we go through are going to be completely different because I'm black and or and you identify as a different race or something else that makes sense that uh the wording of the last thing you just said was was interesting the uh idea of uh identifying as another race and uh I, I don't know if I don't know if that's uh how you meant to phrase it or not but um I have thing I want to make that we, we, we in the LGBT did not we do not at least I do not appreciate that at all i try to say that okay, that's not you. part of the lgbt hey what's up everybody it's that time again time for another stitch cast studio arts interlude that's right it's time to pick the city up this week we have a story stitches original piece entitled different i remember that day when we were in the sun but you had that gun and so i looked into the distance and said, there's no need for that. We're just having fun. But then you looked at me and said, this, this is what makes me a man and you wouldn't understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand how a piece of iron could make you more of a man than what you already were. But then it came to me, days later, of course, that you were searching for something, lurking over your own shoulder, trying to find answers from your past so you'd hide behind this mask thinking that your broken smile would get you by. But not for long, because then I came along and tried to pick up the broken pieces that you had left behind. You see, time after time, I told you to listen to your right mind, but you still went left and left pieces broken pieces and you could never find the whole you so only half of you lived while the other half died you grew, you grew cold and began to lie about everything just to deny your pain and so it crippled me to watch you grow sour because I told you I told you I'd said I'd seen this sight before. September 11, 2001, the only difference is you were the building and your boys were flying the planes. You made your life stand still so they could burn you down. And word around town is you're killing now. Not with the newest J's or with puns and punchlines. They're telling me guns and caution tape, but I'm still trying to remember what happened to you not joining a gang because here you are again behind another cell. And then you tell me I killed them because he was trying to take my cells and see there I knew you'd never be the same because you had some type of beast inside of you that couldn't be tamed. So I decided to stay in my lane. I wanted no part of your games. No Bonnie, no Clyde. I just wanted to owe you back. But we couldn't see eye to eye. <laughs> we couldn't see eye to eye because I don't think you understand. 
the world doesn't welcome with open arms only open hands perception is not always reality you see the world through a broken lens and if i see the world as broken that's because broken is what it is now maybe i shouldn't have joined a gang but either way this game is to the death i'm looking over my shoulders for enemies if i don't those memories of me are all you'll have left you think it's bad that the new me compared to the old me seems worse because i look at me all the time and i promise you i've seen worse this is not a movie there's no rehearsing for the hearse scene that's not how the scene works you know what i think is worse than me killing the game the game killing me first but put the guns down right we're just having fun and so let's say I put them away and then I'm unprotected. And even when playing, mama always said you can never be too safe. So sure, <laughs> sure. Sometimes I miss the old me, but the old me barely knows me. The good die young. I'd rather live slowly. If only you could show me why you miss the old me. I've grown up. I've slowed down. Can't you see that this an old me? I'm in too deep. The more I struggle, the more I sink. The more I love you, the more I think. The more I think, the more I dream. The more I dream, the more I struggle. The more I struggle, the more I sink. And I wanna reach out. But I'm afraid that if you grab this hand, I'll only pull you down. And I don't wanna take this chance. The more I struggle, the more I sink, sink, sink. Don't you understand? This is quicksand and I've, I've tried to keep this life from around you. Nobody's ever brought anybody out of quicksand. The person drowning only pulls you down too. Don't let me pull you down too. I, I just want to hear your perspectives on, like, 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 basically everybody just said you can't race, race not fluent. You can't change your race like you can change your gender or whatnot. I agree with y'all, but um, ten years ago, the world not as a whole but the majority of the world was in agreement that you can't just change your gender so my, my question is why the line should be drawn at, at stuff like race and age like 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 it's people out here that say they identify as vampires i get i guess do you think but uh like why why is it that why why does why is the line line drawing at race so to speak because a lot of the arguments that you use for saying you can't change your race not too long ago you could have used for saying you can't change your gender first of all i have to say you made a really good point like that is a really great question and i appreciate the fact that you clarified more right, right. times you agreed with us mm -hmm. but i think for my opinion the reason why that the line is drawn where it is is because of science but I don't think there is or will ever be any science to change your race. I feel that. I feel that. What I will say is, is that that is the paradox of things, isn't it? Like the same things that we say now were the same things being said back then. And what all I can say is I, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know the whole logistics behind it. But all I can say is that you can only set the precedence for the time that you are in. So maybe down the line. It won't be taboo to change your race, but all I know is that now, in my opinion, it should be. That should not be something you choose to do. You should not be able to say, "Hey, I'm white. I'm a I'm a white man. I want to wake up tomorrow and be a black man." 
I, I don't think that that's something that should happen because of a lot of disparities that are happening in our current time. I think that maybe down the line, some person might choose to do that. And, but all I can say is that actively knowing the disparities that are happening now and actively knowing the, the transgressions that, the, that any people of color community is facing uh, and to actively choose to join that, it makes a mockery out of it. And it, it makes a lot of people very uncomfortable in that community. So all I can say is that I think it's taboo now and I think it should be taboo now. Uh, as for the future, I can't. I can't speak on that. But that's all I can say. Most of. I'm gonna say something as well. I'm gonna do more of what is the reason why you want to change your race. Like, let's get into that conversation. I'm gonna take that angle because you people love to say like the term like black fishing. You have all these like I'm gonna take it from a woman's perspective because that's the only angle that I know because I'm a woman myself. And right. like on Instagram, you might see some girls tanning a certain shade, my complexion or darker. And then people are like, oh, I thought that girl was black or because you're you're presenting yourself a certain way because you have the benefits of like what a black woman looks like. But you don't want to be a black woman because you just want the privileges of our image, what we look like, because black people tend to be trendsetters in a lot of things. And we have impacted a lot of industries be it beauty, movies, whatever you want to talk about. But I'm saying you kind of want the privileges of like our image, but not our experiences. So when I'm like, oh, you want to do the cornrows, you want to do the baby hairs, you want to do this. But when I'm talking about, oh, someone just got shot in the street by the police, it's, I don't know how that feels. I don't know what they go through, but you want to be us, but you don't want to be us. You want to have everything that we do, but you don't want to have the experiences that go with it. So it's like, that's just not you. That's what the whole thing about being identifying as, as something is having experiences to go with it. So if you don't have that, you can never be it. It's clearly a line drawn because it's like, when you're sitting in a room full of black people, what would you say? Yeah, that, that definitely makes perfect sense. And the reason I keep pushing this is because I think that it is something that has to be discussed because if you're somebody like us that don't feel like people should be able to just swap races like that, at some point, somebody's going to ask you a question that you don't know how to answer because you never thought of. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, don't, I don't know. What if I'm a black person that's Spanish passing? I don't I don't know if that I don't know if that's a thing or not. But but what if, what if I'm a black person that's Spanish passing? My back, my black family dropped me off somewhere and I was raised around Spanish culture my entire life. I'd say that gets more to the cultural aspect of it. I don't think you can say that like your pure genetic makeup. Like if Brandon, when he was eight years old, got dropped off in Mexico and grew up in that area and grew up around Mexican culture and indulged in Mexican culture and had an appreciation for Mexican culture, I'd say, yeah, you can be Mexican because Mexican isn't a race. That's like, that's the culture you're, you're a part of. As for genetic makeup, I don't know what the, the, the genetic code word for being black is. But if you were, you cannot physically become that because it is in your very DNA to do that. As in, for uh, transsexuality, uh, you can get the the quote genetic parts of that to make you that. Because isn't that how we identify? That's how we identify me and Brandon as males. They saw our genitalia. It's like, all right, you are a man. You can get that for transsexuality. You cannot get that for race because race is in your very DNA. There's those spiral things in your body. That is what decides the race you are. Most def definitely. So uh, what I'm hearing is that a lot of it, a lot of it is uh, science, but a lot of it is also your intention. Outside of race and I'm a soma age, is there is there anything? Are there any other borders that people can't say, "Yo, I identify as this"? All, all I can say to that is 
regardless of whether it's sexuality, age, race, vampirism, as Brandon brought up, uh, I will say is that as a member of the LGBT community, there's something that I had to learn and I encourage a lot of other people in our community to learn. And it hurts and it sucks. And when you experience the discrimination that you do, it's gonna suck and it's gonna continue to suck considering the world we live in. But we need to learn that not everyone is gonna accept us for who we are. Not everyone is gonna give us that respect that we deserve. Like some people, like Brandon said, and I think that's totally just, some people aren't gonna believe in what we say and who, and who we are. But all that matters is that they give us the respect that we deserve as a human being. As a human being, we should be giving each other the respect when we are face to face with them the respect that they deserve. It, even if you have wronged me in some way, I should still respect you just by acknowledging like, who you believe you are. But not everyone's gonna offer us respect. Not everyone's gonna offer us to be like, I see you as the, the person you say as you are. Like for me, not everyone acknowledges that I'm bisexual. Some people say that I'm gay. And that happens, it's on both aisles. Some people will say, I'm true, like, nah, man, you're straight. And other people are like, nah, man, you're gay. You don't actually like, like mean like girls. I'm like, that's not true. And it's that thing of not everyone's gonna offer us respect. And I think that a lesson all people in the community should learn is that we need to thrive more on self-acceptance. Because at the end of the day, if we were in a world where everyone hated us, all we would have is ourselves to respect. So I think all of us should learn that self-respect and that self-reliance and that self-validation. Oh, Regardless of who we are. Definitely. We have one more statement, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm, it's already kind of been discussed, but their internal disagreement from the LGBTQ community. I agree with that, and I ain't even in the community. Uh, did he ask if there is internal disagreement, or do we have internal disagreements? That was his statement. Uh, there are internal disagreements. In the LGBTQ. Yes, there is. There is a lot. Well, I was just going to say, like, it's kind of hard to go on that because, like, even though I agree, uh, you can't specifically pinpoint what agree disagreements there are because there is many, many disagreements from everything. To add on to that, there's like, as a person who's been involved in some of those disagreements and how I feel like, should uh, age regression or age advancement be a thing in the community? I believe no. Other people for their own weird reasons believe otherwise they believe that age regression or identifying as younger or older than you are should be a thing i would say that it's kind of hard to decide who's actually right or wrong so it's kind of hard to say this is right all you can do is like i believe i'm right so i'm gonna act as if i'm right especially with intercommunal disagreements and this is not just the lgbt community uh, i'd like people to know that that a lot of communities argue uh, I think it comes out in different ways. Like in my communities, uh, I'm Hispanic or uh, Mestizo is the actual race you would call us. Uh, colorism is a thing. I, I experience colorism a lot being Asian and, and uh, Mestizo. But like, uh, which one should I identify more? Because Asians are considerably lighter than Hispanics and uh, Hispanics are actually darker than Asians. So like, I, I have that constant struggle with like, colorism in that community. So yes, uh, all I can say is it's hard to decipher who's right and wrong. I think all anyone should do and can do is be like, just go off of what they best believe is right in their heart of hearts. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm a little worried about uh, somebody that's physically 40 identifying as an eight-year-old and then trying to date I am, I am. That's my number one concern with that one, man. Yep. It's, it, it, happens. it happens. Time. Yeah, most of people uh, draw the lines in different places. Uh, in any case, I do think it's good to uh, examine why you're biased about something. Uh, does anybody else want to add, like, like, does anybody else have a statement or a question or anything that you would just like to say before we close out? Yeah, I just want to say this is that 
these are confusing times for a lot of people and i imagine uh if you're questioning yourself this is for the audience if you're questioning your sexuality if you are questioning who you are there are resources there are things that you can do to better discover who you are go out go look for that information uh people find it taboo to be like just to go on the internet and be like is this who i am or like what are key signs of being this and just trying to figure out who you are there are resources and don't be scared to discover who you are self-discovery isn't a bad thing and to keep on discovering is not a bad thing if you think you're one thing and you having and you're having second thoughts it's not bad to continue that road of self-discovery so just try and be unequivocally you and that's all anyone can do so i just want the audience to know that also just know it's not a bad thing not to know or to switch a lot try finding you and it's okay it's a journey and everybody's on it well said anybody else um i guess my close day one just be like you're valid in everything that you do and no matter where you go in life never take criticism from someone you will never take advice from that's a quote i got from someone and i take that everywhere i go it's like you can't expect everyone to be on board with what you do but that doesn't matter because they're not you so everything that you do is valid and that's part of life is you grow and you learn and you figure out who you are so it's like never feel like what you're doing now is like who you're going to be you have time and you have a lot of time to learn about who you are so you're valid that's all i want to say definitely very well said very well said and i will second that i will also add that if you have any feelings whatsoever about anything First of all, give yourself permission to feel however it is you feel. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to compress it. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to ignore it. It's not going nowhere. Give yourself permission to feel how you feel so that you can examine why you feel that way. Not everybody's going to like it, and it kind of just is what it is. If uh, any anybody with a social media uh, probably knows by now that regardless of how great or terrible an idea you might have is there's a group of people somewhere that that that's willing to support that idea. So uh, definitely um, allow yourself to feel however it is you feel. That being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon. Much love, y'all, and we out. Thank you for listening. We want to give a very special shout-out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Story Stitchers is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lust Corporations, the Charity Pot, and March for Our Lives Aid and Allowance. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.